This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to give away loads of value. Do you want to know the one thing that separates financially thriving individuals from the rest? Are you ready to take control of your finances and your financial destiny? In the next few minutes, I'll disclose proven methods that can transform your money into a powerhouse of growth. So wouldn't it be incredible to turn your hard-earned money into a powerful wealth generator? So get ready. Because today I revealed a tried and tested technique to, that has potential, it's got the potential to change your life. So stay right to the end because we're going to give away loads of value in this episode. And so what we're going to go to today is the hero's journey. So this is chapter three of my book, Millennial Money Mindset. And this is an exclusive because I usually only use the chapters in each book for my money meetups. We meet monthly and today is a special episode because I'm going to give away this on on YouTube and on TikTok So and podcast. So we're Millennial Money Mindset on podcast and YouTube channel named after my book, Millennial Money Mindset. And we're using the analogy of the hero's journey and Dorothy and the Wizards of Oz, which is, um, we'll go through the this explanation um, in this talk. So this is going to be really impactful. And this is the one thing, This is a, we're going to give away a spoiler alert because this encapsulates the main message of my book. So you're going to, if you're in, you're listening, you're watching, strap in, because this is going to be really impactful. So we're using the analogy of the hero's journey. So why the hero's journey? So there's every story in history that's ever been written follows a similar pattern. So if you think of Star Wars or Harry Potter or The Wizards of Oz, which we're using today, they all have a similar pattern. And this is what the author Joseph Campbell found out. He looked back through myths of um, common myths through history, through human history. And he realized there's a similar pattern that we that we follow through every story has a similar pattern and this story this episode has a similar pattern and this story of the wizard of oz also has a similar pattern so credit goes to the hero with a thousand faces which is the book written by joseph campbell so we all have a, a similar pattern so where there is a hero of the journey this could be you today this is your hero's journey so maybe you have a call to adventure maybe you're frustrated with your your current life you're not getting what you want maybe you're not get, getting uh, the best returns on your savings. We're going through a cost of living crisis. So many people are struggling today. Many, Maybe you, you, you think you're far off becoming financially independent and retiring early where you can choose how to live your life, where you have enough assets that are paying you an income so you can choose to work. You have the option to go to work or do whatever you want with your day. This is what is financially independent. In the old days, they call this retirement. And from other videos, the rules have changed. So it's completely different to our parents' generation. And if you're here watching this video, then you are, um, you, we're going to reveal some of these secrets that we talk about. So you have this call to adventure. This is maybe you watching this video. Then you have a threshold guardian. So every story has a threshold guardian. This is the Wicked Witch, Witch, the wicked witch of the West um, in um, the Wizard of Oz. Maybe this is um, Darth Vader in the Star Wars 
um, stories. And then you reach a threshold. So this is a threshold where you think, actually, this is too scary to go ahead. And um, you kind of have a, um, a, a realisation that actually you're not going to be able to beat this baddie or beat this the, the, the bad um, guardian without help from a mentor. So this is in the... Um, in the Wizard of Oz, this is the other, uh, the good witch, where she actually um, helps Dorothy to actually get to where she wants to get to along the, the yellow brick road. So you meet a helper, you meet a mentor, and then you reach, have um, the abyss, which is the death and rebirth. So in every story you, you in that's ever been told, you have this, um, this the character had a kind of realisation and then they have a, um, a, a death and then rebirth when they kind of become bigger, they become kind of more of their selves and become, um, yeah, be, become a, a better version of themselves. And then they have a revelation and then a transformation happens. And then you go back um, to where they started from. So it's this kind of circle journey where, um, so Dorothy has the the journey where she goes to the, um, the Wizard of Oz and she goes down the yellow brick road and she meets her her friends uh, along the way and we're going to kind of cover this today so stay right ahead stay right there because we're going to go up through this today so and then you come back to the return so Dorothy returns back to her home in Kansas and she's a better bigger person and realized that actually she didn't need to go to the Wizard of Oz everything she needed was actually inside her and it was the journey this kind of hero's journey that brought her um, back to where she started a bigger, better person. So this is the same with your investing. And we, we're going to use this analogy today. So you may be having a, a payday circle of life where you get paid and you realise that actually at the end of the month, you don't have enough savings or money left at the end of the month to put money into savings or investing. And this is kind of a payday circle of life. So you realise you get paid and then you realize oh I'm a, I'm a millionaire or a billionaire and you think you're you're rich and you go and treat yourself maybe that's a go out for lunch or buy some new clothes or you buy a new gadget or something and then that, you, you think you're and you realize actually as you come to the end of the month you realize actually let's be responsible life is for living you buy those shoes anyway and then you get close to the end of the month and you realize oh no what have I done and then you realize help. And then you realize at the end of the payday, end of the month, you have no money left to save. You have more month at the end of the month rather than the other way around. So this is um, a common problem. I see people where they live paycheck to paycheck and they can't, they struggle to make ends meet. And this has become more and more common with the cost of living crisis, inflation's increasing, we're not getting um, that we're live, gone through the deepest, darkest recession in recorded history. So it's not your fault. It's we're all living through these kind of tough times. And this is my job here as a money coach to make it easier for you. So we want to make it as easy as possible to save and invest and to become financially independent. And this is what this channel, Millennial Money Mindset, does. This is what our money, our monthly money meetups does. We meet up give you tips tricks and techniques to make life easier to make saving easier to make investing easier and this is exactly what we do on this channel so if this is if it sounds interesting then subscribe to this channel press that subscribe button because we release videos that put more money in your pocket more time in your day and more happiness in your life so press that like button press that subscribe button because it really helps and it means that you'll get more money your money videos to improve your money mindset to 
tips on how to save and to work out how to invest. And the end goal is to become financially independent and retire early. So that is the circuit, the payday circuit of life. And then we realize how much is enough. So one of the key concepts of financial independence is actually working out how much is enough. So we go through our, we get paid and we think actually we kind of, there's a balance that we have between fulfillment and between consumption. So it's easy to consume. It's today, it's, it's so many adverts bombarding us telling us to buy the next shiny object, the next gadget to get, or the next kind of get to to go out and spend our hard-earned money. And there's a balance between consumption and fulfillment, actually. And we realise, so when we get paid, we have to pay our bills, we have to pay our, um, our sh- the roof over our head, we have to have enough money to put food on the table. And this is... Um, a balance here if you if you're seeing this um you can see the the graph on the screen this is survival mode actually how much do we need to meet our basic survival needs and as we earn more money we actually get into a level of comfort we have enough food on the table we have enough shelter over our head the roof overhead we can get water every day from our tap and this is means that we we, we're not having our basic survival needs anymore and we get to a stage where actually we're quite comfortable if we have a steady job and our steady job covers us covers our expenses each month then we get to a level of comfort and we're actually this is actually all right we've got fulfillment we've got balance between fulfillment and consumption and this is the area of comfort but actually to grow in ourselves, to move out of our, we need to move out of our comfort zone. And actually to prove, improve, we actually have to take a step into the unknown. And this is scary to move into the unknown. And um, then if we move further into consumption, we end up into luxury. And actually this is, we spend more money than actually we necessarily need to. And take uh, a step further, then we go to, extravagant where actually the more we consume actually we don't get any more fulfillment from each consumption so think of it like if you eat a donut the first donut tastes really good it means it means that we have you know fats and sugars to ensure that we have enough energy to last a day but if we have the second donut we get kind of comfortable and it tastes really nice and it's still kind of good but it's not as good as the first donut it doesn't reach our our needs as a human it it just means that we're comfortable if we have a third donut we have mm, actually we're kind of in luxury time we we don't need this third donut and it means that actually we don't have we it doesn't need we don't need to have this this donut we're not going to die if we don't have this third donut and then we the next donut is the fourth donut and this is extravagance and actually it's this fourth donut we maybe feel a little bit sick we maybe feel actually we have a bit of a sugar rush either we feel our teeth are actually um kind of getting eroded by this amount of sugar and this is the, the extravagance and it's actually realizing the key concept is actually realizing how much is enough and knowing that the money coming in needs to balance the money going out and this is a key concept of financial literacy financial education and personal finances so we have to balance the money coming in versus the money going out and there's a sweet spot where we have enough we have enough money coming in 
to save, to invest and to invest into our future where this is how much is enough. And it's a balance between consumption and fulfillment. And this is getting the balance right between if we overeat, we have more donuts. Actually, it's not going to give us any more satisfaction. It's actually not going to give us any more fulfillment. And it's having this kind of luxury. And this is the journey we need to go on through our personal finance journey that we need to go on. And this is what we do today. We're going to cover a bit more into this in detail. So we cover assets. One thing what we can do is to buy assets that are going to put money into our pockets. So the aim of financial independence is to buy assets that are going to actually grow in value or that's going to actually produce an income for us that's going to put money into our pockets. So Robert Kiyosaki in the book Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about there's a number of different assets and he uses this diagram that he that's on the screen at the moment. So assets could be property, the roof over your head. It could be businesses in the stock market. It could be bonds where we're lending money to governments or corporations, or it could be your own business. Maybe this is intellectual property. You write a book and this book um, puts money into your pockets every every month through royalty. So I wrote a book called Millennial Money Mindset. And each month I get a, a, a money in going into my bank because people are buying my book. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times Writing Prize in 2018, and it was an Amazon bestseller in 2019. So if you want a great book on personal finances, buy Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. It's available on Amazon or my website, moneytips.org. And the aim of the game is to buy more assets to put more money into your pocket that's going to give you an income and reduce your liabilities. So your liabilities could be credit cards, um, mortgage, mortgages. It could be cons- um, consumer loans. Like if you're take a loan out to buy a car, for instance, these are all liabilities and these are going to take money out of your pocket. So each month, if you've got a credit card, you're going to be paying interest on that loan. You're going to be paying interest on that debt and that's going to take money out of your pocket each month. If you have a mortgage, I have a mortgage and every month I have to pay that mortgage and that's taking money out of my pocket. And the, I, I live in a family home and that's not paying me money at the moment because I'm not renting it out. Whereas I've got a buy to let and that's that's getting money into my pocket because I rent that out and the tenant pays me money each month. So it's a key concept to understand the difference between assets versus liability so an asset is simply something that puts money into your pocket and a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket and the aim of the game is to buy assets that are going to pay you money so you don't need to work you have the option to go to work you have you you wake up each morning and think actually do i need you you don't need to go on that commute that hour commute into the office you don't need to get up on that cold february morning to de-ice the car to go to work you don't need to sit next to that colleague that you don't necessarily like if you're financially independent you have enough assets that are paying you an income so you don't need to work and this is the key concept to understand so it's really really important so financial independence is where you have more you have assets that are paying you more money than your expenses So to understand how do you do this, maybe you're asking. So the key concept is to buy assets. And then what you want to be doing is to be keeping your expenses. You don't want to increase your expenses as your earnings increase. So this is called lifestyle creep, where the more money you get paid, say you get a promotion at work, then you go out and buy a new suit because because you feel rich, because you feel richer. And the key concept is to, you want to be, 
keeping your expenses low. You don't want to be your expenses don't want to be rising with your earnings. And you want to be kind of fighting against this to keep your expenses low so that you're more you have more earnings going into your pocket so you can buy assets that are going to pay for you, pay for your um, expenses in the long term. So you want to be buying assets that are going to grow in value or pay you an income. And you want to be reducing your expenses or keeping your expenses low so you don't have this lifestyle creep that's going to keep keep increasing over you, keep, keep increasing up. I've got a comment saying I'm off to eat donuts. So thank you, Lewis, for saying that um, in the comments section. So please like, please subscribe. Please tell a friend about Millennial Money Mindset. We aim to put money into your pocket, more time in your day and more happiness in your life. So this is a key concept where you've got money and time. And if you your earnings increase, you want to be keeping your expenses low so your earnings can, can grow over time. So let's go. We're going to go to spoiler. So this is one of the key concepts of my book, Millennial Money Mindset. And the key concept is diversification. So you want to be splitting your money between land business and keeping some money in reserve so land is the roof over your head businesses it could be money in the stock market or it could be your own business and reserves is cash in the bank or bonds or i would even say cryptocurrency could be some reserves or, or insurance could be money in reserve so the roof over your head is you could put, split your money between and land business and keeping some money in reserve and this is a key concept because you, you're not going to be stressing, worrying about the stock market. If you've got a diversified portfolio, this is like having a team of assets that are working for you. You've got different asset classes that perform differently depending on different economic cycles. So they different. So cash does better in in downturns because you've got cash to cover your expenses if you lose your job, for instance, if there's a recession and there's increasing unemployment. If you've got enough cash in your pocket or in your bank you're going to be you don't need to sell that that money in the stock market when it's at a low and so land so um property tends to do better than the stock market in different times so different assets work differently together different at different times in the economic cycle so this is important to understand it's like a team of assets so think of it a team of at work different roles have different personalities so someone in sales for instance has a different personality than someone in accounts someone the person in sales might be kind of extrovert they might be outgoing they might like be a people person so that's great for if they get on they get on the, the a call to speak to clients to sell sell their product where someone in accounts might be kind of introvert they might be really good at numbers they might not necessarily be good at good with people that but they're great with figures and numbers and there's no right or wrong. They're just different. And each each personality has a role in that team to play. And that's similar. Each asset class has a different role to play in your investing team. And this is really key to understand for your personal finances. And the aim is to have compound interest working for you in the long term so what is compound interest and that's exactly what we're going to get into now so compound interest is the interest on your interest so if you get paid say for instance a dividend 
which is part of the profits of a business, or if you put money into a bank and banks are now, interest rates have risen recently. So this means you're going to get, the bank will pay you to keep money in your account, which is great. It can be five or 6%, for instance. So you put money into a bank and the bank will pay you for that, keeping that money. So you get five, 6% interest rates. And if you increase this over, if you if you reinvest that div, that interest in that bank or that dividend in that if, from the shares you own. Or for instance, if you have a buy-to-let property and you have rent coming in and you reinvest that into other properties or into uh, the stock market or put that into a bank and get interest, this is going to build up, build up over time. And it increases over time. So this is, compound interest is known as the most powerful um, force on the planet. So the most powerful mathematical force on the planet is what Albert Einstein said. So compound interest is really key, but the real key is you need to make regular contributions. So we talked about the payday circle of life where you have payday at the end of that work, at the end of that working month, you have nothing left to give. But what you need to do is to make sure your expenses are less earn earn more than you spend and invest the difference. And if you can make regular contributions each month, if that's from £10 up to £100 or £1,000, if you can, if you're getting on a higher uh, um, income, and invest that difference. And this is how you're going to build up compound interest. So compound interest plus regular contributions is the secret. So every month and you, you pay automatically that you can go into a savings account or into an investment account and this can pay automatically every month without even thinking about it and then this this will build into compound interest so let's break down more into compound interest so it's a process of earning interest on both the initial investment and any accumulated interest over time so it allows your money to grow exponentially as the interest is added to the principal resulting in a compound effect this is this snowball so if you think of it like a snowball if you ever pushed um got a snowball and kind of compressed it and then pushed it up a, up um um a, along the snow and the, this snow collects and it builds and it builds and it builds. So it starts off really small and you push and it push and push and it ends up into a giant snowball. This is the same as compound interest. So time is a critical factor. So the longer your money remains invested, the more time it has to grow and compound. The emphasis, the importance of starting early. So the more time you have in the stock market, the more time that has to grow. So it's time in the market rather than trying to time the market. So let's use an example. So if you invest £10,000 at an annual interest rate of 10, 8%, so let's go 8%, so for 30 years, it would grow to approximately £100,626. So that £10,000 will grow to £100,000 using that compound interest. So this is the impact of consistent contributions. So we talked about regularly adding to that investment can significantly am amplify the power of compound interest. And there's a real secret to calculate this, to how to work out how to double your money. And this is called the rule of 72. And we talked about this in the last video where you can, you divide the, the annual interest rates by 72. And this works out how quickly your money can double. So, um, 
check out the video um the last video and we go into how you can calculate this so if you invested a thousand pounds a month at an annual rate of 10 percent for 30 years your investment would grow to around one million eight hundred and seventy two thousand seven hundred and forty pounds so this showcases the incredible wealth building potential of compound interest and just go if you don't believe me or these numbers seem kind of kind of um kind of abstract to you go google what compound interest calculate and just type in just play around with it type in that ten thousand pounds add in the interest rate over 35 years and if you add in this 500 pounds um initial to every if you pay 500 pounds every month that 10,000 pounds at 7% interest over 35 years adding in 500 pounds a month that's going to grow to over a million pounds so it's going to grow to 1 million and um 150,000 pounds so just play around with this go into a cap compound interest calculator and of that over a million pounds so 700,000 pounds of that that amount is total interest earned so it's like free money you're not working for this your money is working for this and this is kind of if you can get your head around this this is this is the secret and a compact this is the secret of personal finances so it's essentially free money because your money is working working for you you're not going out to work you're not working and paying um getting paid an hourly wage your money is working for you when you sleep when you're working, when you're not working, your money is out there working. It's like having loads of little workers, worker bees going out and working for you when you don't need to be there. So we talked about the splitting your money between land, business and reserves. And in my book, I use an analogy of coming back to the Wizard of Oz. So that Dorothy has three friends. She meets the, the scarecrow, the, ro- the tin man, and the lion and in my book i use the analogy of the land in the investment is like the scarecrow business is like the tin man and reserves is like the lion so so let, just think land having money in property i know property prices are crazy at the moment there was a um an article or for about nationwide saying that property price has re- dropped recently but many many people especially millennials who are watching this have been priced out of the property market especially in london or cities like oxford or kind of cambridge where property prices are really high in the southeast of england and and cities all around the world and it's really hard to actually get money working for you if you can't get onto the property market property market but you don't have to buy in these kind of high value areas you you don't have to live in the property you can rent out the property the way i got onto the property market was to buy outside of london i bought in bristol which is much less um expensive than big big areas like london or you can buy you don't have to buy a whole house you can buy um what is called REIT so real real estate investment trust and you can buy these um to get uh, an exposure into property uh, get you can buy these real estate investment trusts and we talk about how to do, do this in our money meetups or I, I talk about this in my course millennial money mindset if you're interested in learning more about money then i'll link my course in the comments and it will 
be it will teach you how to put money into your pocket more time in your day and more happiness in your life so the analogy is the the scarecrow and the scarecrow needs a brain in the wizard of oz and yeah it's it seems so difficult to actually invest but property has been a, a, a no-brainer investment for the last 20 years and it is um what you what the brilliant thing about property is that you can go and add value to that property you can paint or you can put a new front door on relatively cheaply you can use your sweat equity you can put um a new kitchen in and actually improve the value of the property and it will increase the price of that property and which you can do using your own time energy and your own resources so the next analogy that we use was to have the the tin man and the tin man doesn't have a heart and it's a bit like capitalism um it's it's not it's a lot the it can be quite a cruel system capitalism but it's done well in the last this this the last 100 200 years this has this this graph goes back all the way to 1789 and it shows the ups and downs of the the market it even shows you the 1929 crash and the market still rises so actually putting your money into living breathing companies is has been a good investment over the long term so you're investing in innovation ingenuity and invention so humans have been great at creating new value for other people so business is about solving meaningful problems and this is how you can put your money into this wealth generator which is the stock market and you you can reduce your risk people think neil the stock market is risky and it while risk where it can be risky it's actually more risky keeping all, all your money in cash because it's going to get eroded by inflation which is and inflation is a spending power in your pocket so the amount of money that you had um, five years ago is less than the amount of money that you can buy today because in, inflation is eroding the spending power in your pocket and inflation is around 10% at the moment, which is really high comparatively to five, 10 years ago. And money, you think maybe that investing is risky, but you can reduce your risk by 60% by not buying one company. You can now, because of technology, you can invest in hundreds of companies all around the world, which will reduce your risk. You reduce counterparty risk, which means you're not investing in one company because say for instance, if you buy Tesla and Elon Musk goes out and says something silly on Twitter, which can impact the stock price and the price of Tesla drops, then this can impact your own, this will impact your money and you'll see a drop in your returns but by diversifying by having this team of assets that we talked about having different asset classes working for you you can reduce your risk by 60 percent. so you want to reduce your risk as much as possible and you can do this by diversifying your team of assets having money in stocks in the stock market having property the roof of your head and keeping some money in reserves in cash in bonds or having insurance, for instance, or even putting money into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum. These are going to re- these are diversifying. You're having going to have a better, a more rounded, more balanced team of assets if you have more assets working for you. 
And then finally, to keep your money, keep money in reserve. So don't put all your money in the stock market because the market can fall. And if the market falls and you need to take that money out, you don't want to want to be buying at the bottom because you're going to be losing money. You're going to be able you, you want to be able to ride out those ups and downs of the market. So you want to have cash in the bank. So you want to have an emergency fund. You want to have a safety net. So even the worst things can happen in life and you'll be all right because you have money to cover these for these emergencies and this is going to give you massive peace of mind this is going to mean that you're not going to be stressing worrying if the market drops so this is having um, a safety net that the worst things can happen and you'll be all right and this is going to give you yeah great peace of mind so also reserves are you can put money in you put money in bonds this is where you're lending money you're giving your money to governments for instance like premium bonds in the uk or you can put money into give money to corporations like Tesco's, for instance, have bonds or big corporations have money and have they have a bond where you're you're where they borrow money because they want to expand. They might want to build a new um, store or they want might want to buy some machinery or they might want to take on new staff. And to do that, they need money. And there's a different way to do this. They can sell shares. They can sell equity, like put money into the, which is the stock market, where you become an if you buy shares, you become an owner of that company. But many companies don't want to do that. They they, they don't want to give away their equity. They they don't want to give away their ownership, their their share ownership. So what they what they often do is they borrow money from the market. And at a certain rate, so you, and that rate depends on how risky that that how much risk you're taking. So the the higher risk, the more reward you're going to get. So if you are, if you're lending money to um, a company that's not likely to pay you back, then you're you're going to get paid a higher amount for that for taking that risk compared to if you're lending your money to a government for instance the uk government they can just print money so then they're highly likely to pay you back your 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 the money that you've you've lent them and then the other part of reserves is insurance so the worst things can happen and it will give you massive peace of mind that your loved ones will be all right if you have insurance so if you die for instance you can get you can get life insurance to cover you for your family or if you've got a mortgage your debt doesn't die with you so if you if you have insurance and you die that mortgage will get paid off and that will that's going to give you massive peace of mind to your loved ones and other part of reserves is the cryptocurrency so bitcoin is a hedge against a, um, a banking collapse and gold so you can buy gold which is the price of bread um in gold has been stable for centuries so you can buy this commodity which is gold and in the analogy of the um, Wizard of Oz, the gold is the lion. So the lion needs courage. So don't keep all your money in reserves. You need courage to go out and, and lend money to. Um, you, you need cu- you need courage to go out and put money into the stock market. Um, so you, you need courage to go and buy your first property. It's quite scary to buy your first property, putting money um, into these asset classes that could go down in value. But it's quite scary. But you need courage, just like lion got courage in the Wizard of Oz. So, yeah, to summarize, diversify 
is the secret to investing. So don't put all your um, money in one asset class. Don't put, don't keep all your money in cash. For instance, you think that's being safe, but actually you need to go out and invest. You need to go out and give. You're giving your money to buy a part of ownership of companies. So all around, you can buy companies all around the world, which is great. And they go out and generate profits for you and you get money back for taking that risk. You can um, buy property. You can go and buy the roof over your head. I know property prices are crazy at the moment. Um, if you can buy with a partner or a brother, then that's great. That's That means that you can borrow more money to buy the property. But it's not easy. I know it's not easy. And I think that government have been responsible for increasing property prices and they haven't they haven't been helped the the conservative um voters are generally more likely to be property owners so the the current government in the UK have an incentive to keep property prices high and they've done things like incentives like the buy to let scheme they've done things like keeping interest rates low i know that's the bank of england's job but um the government is the bank of england's boss so they encourage or they steer the bank of england to to do what they uh, what's best for their vote core voters and the other thing you can do is um you can buy REITs, so really invest real 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 estate real estate investment trusts and you can buy these relatively cheaply from £10, £20. And this gives you exposure into the property prices. So this has been a video about diversification and about how to build your um, team of assets over time. So this is part, I, I originally did this as part of our money meetup. So we have meetups every month. We meet on the last Monday of the month. So if this is interesting to you, if you want to learn more about money, if you want to learn how to become financially independent, if you want to learn more about investing, then come along to our meetups. It's available on our website, moneytips.org. Tips is spelled with two Ps. I'll link it um, below and come along. The first meeting is free. We have a member's um, area where it has a whole load of um, value, whole load of tools and techniques and tips to put more money in your pocket, more time in your day, and more happiness in your life. So, my name is Neil Doig. I'm the founder of Money Tips, tax, investment, property, pension, savings. This channel is called Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. It's based on it's. Um, we've got a YouTube channel, we've got a podcast, and my book is called Millennial Money Mindset. It was shortlisted by for the Financial Times Writing Prize, and it was an Amazon bestseller. So pick your up, pick a copy up today. It gives a simple five-step method to get more money in your pocket, more time in your day, and more happiness in your life. So please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend. My name, this has been Neil, this has been Millennial Money Mindset, and see you next time.